For a moment, I want you to picture something. So say you were with this guy for a year and maybe on and off before that. And right about at this year point, you go to your friend's wedding and you bring your boyfriend along with you. And at this wedding, you realize, I could not see myself marrying this guy. Huh, okay. Well, um, I should probably break things off because otherwise this would be pointless in staying. And so you're kind of resistant towards it first because you're not too uncomfortable that you want to leave this relationship, but you're also not super comfortable to where you know that it's the right decision for you to stay. So you're like, okay, let me go throughout my journal. Let me see if I've always kind of felt this way, where things shifted. Am I being just, you know, doing things on a whim here. Like, let me figure this out. So you go in your journal and you realize that this has been a consistent theme. Something just hasn't felt right. There's been kind of some red, yellow little flags going on. And you're like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna break up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break up with him. And so a few weeks go by, right? And you're still kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You feel him being distant. You're being distant. And then he breaks up with you what? Wait a minute. He, he says that he wants to break up, but I was going to break up with you, you know? And so you start feeling your pride kind of taking over of, no, I don't get broken up with, you know? But then you realize you got to let the pride go. It's a mutual agreement. You both know that it's time to break up and you've got to move on because otherwise you may miss out on what God has in store for you. If you hear God telling you, you know, you feel him telling you, leave this relationship. It is time now. You learned a lot in it, but it's time to leave. And if you don't do that, you're disobeying him. So this was my first breakup. This was me, January 2022. Breakups are not easy. Some can be easier to get through. But when you spend a lot of time with a person, when you build a connection with them, when you have shared details of your life that maybe you haven't told anyone, it's extremely hard to let that go. Very hard. And even if you haven't been with them for a very very long while, it can still be difficult. Even if you know that they aren't good for you, even if you know that the relationship isn't going to go anywhere, sometimes it can still be so difficult most of the times, not just sometimes. So today I wanted to talk about how to get through a breakup and I'm going to talk about what mistakes I made getting through my first breakup and then what I did differently going through my second. Um, what I did differently really helped me to grow more as a person, to grow my relationship with God, and to really just flourish even in a painful time. Now, doing things differently in my second breakup did not make the process easier. Like, it was so, so, so painful, but it made the process better. It made me see the fruit that bared from the tree. So to start with, I kind of wanted to talk about the different types of breakups. So 
both my breakups have been mutual. My first one, I wasn't the one who initiated it. Actually, neither times was I the one who initiated it. But obviously, both mutual and one-sided breakups can be difficult. Each have their own set of difficulties. For a mutual breakup, yeah, it's great. You're both agreeing on something, but it's still very painful because maybe you ended on good terms. And so there's kind of that hope that maybe you know, things could change and you could get back together. Maybe the reason why you broke up could like, you know, go away one day. And so there might still be that hope because things didn't end like so poorly or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, A one-sided breakup, you know, if you're the one breaking up with someone, it can kind of provide um, clarity and can be still difficult, but um, it can be maybe a little bit easier just depending on the situation um though the person receiving the breakup there can be feelings of rejection confusion betrayal like it can be very very difficult they can struggle to accept that if they're completely blindsided by it now in both cases um like i'll get into later it wasn't me who initiated it so it was still like difficult to hear but i knew in both circumstances that these breakups did need to happen. So I want to talk about first why you should break up. Like what are some reasons for breaking up? Maybe you're in a relationship right now and you're kind of questioning it. You're like, I I don't know. So I wanted to get into that. Um, to start with though, you know, there's so many reasons why someone might not be the best fit for you. But if there's any sort of like abuse going on um, at all, immediately get out, you know, and I know that's a lot easier said than done. I haven't but I just wanted to like make that clear before getting into like any other reasons here. Um, and any sort of like manipulation or toxic behavior, like really sharp red flags that someone clearly is not going to change from unless they have some like major deep healing. You know, I don't think anyone is too far gone. They can always come to God and, um, you know, give that to God and have that healing. But it might just be time for you to let them go and let them have that healing. Now, we are not all perfect, obviously. So maybe someone you know, you're with struggles with anger, but not to the point where it's uncontrollable and they're actively trying to work on it. Like they're showing signs of going to counseling, doing um, healing work on themselves, building their relationship with God. Um, and there's like a, you know, sense of urgency that this change will take place. But if someone shows no signs of wanting to change, whatever habit is like a negative habit, they show no signs of wanting to improve. I don't think that that is a good relationship. Obviously it would be ideal to not be in it in the first place, but some of these red flags don't come out until later on. Maybe the person is hiding them, um, you know, and also if someone is a little bit, you know, narcissistic or whatever issues they have going on, they could hide it um, for a period of time. Now, in the first relationship I was in, there was nothing that seemed wrong, maybe from the outside. Um, Well, maybe a little bit, but like, we just didn't get along. We had nice conversation, but we just didn't, I didn't feel that connection that I was looking for and we were not upholding physical boundaries very well even though we said we were waiting for marriage we were walking very close on the line and because of that this left me very spiritually unsettled in this relationship Um, the more you grow in your relationship with God the more you can sense the Holy Spirit convicting you of things and this conviction isn't um, to like 
shame you, but it's to let you know, hey, like, you know, your spirit is unsettled. What you're doing is causing more harm than good. And so, um, you know, I was feeling this in my body and I was feeling kind of like a pull away from God every time, um, you know, I was moving farther away from him in this relationship. And so although on the outside it looks, you know, great, they're both two Christians, um, we weren't on the same level with our relationship with God and we weren't spiritually growing together. We were very separate. And uh, so although things may look fine on the outside, um, you can, when you dive a little deeper and really journal about it, understand what's going on, you realize, hmm, this isn't the best relationship for me. Um, And so other reasons why, you know, you may break up with someone is because of communication issues. Maybe you can never, like someone always feels blamed for something. There's difficulties resolving conflicts. There's always arguments and everyone's going to disagree at time from time to time. But I'm talking about arguments where, you know, someone's really crying and someone's yelling and no one is being selfless enough to admit they were wrong or no one's being selfless enough to, you know, pause the conversation and just pray. They just want to get their way. Um, And so... I want to talk more about in another episode, the next episode about what a relationship should look like. So I won't go too much into that. But um, another reason could be differing values or goals. Maybe, you know, this person has different values, spiritual values than you. They don't value having, um, you know, children or having this, this marriage. And I think whether you are a Christian or not, I think we can all agree if you're not dating for marriage or dating for heartbreak now, with my two breakups, I was dating for marriage. This doesn't mean that you're not going to have breakups because obviously we don't know who we're going to marry intentionally dating, not like casually just going around. Um, and so another one could be a lack of emotional connection. You know, I think I am someone who thinks very deeply about things. I analyze situations. I love just having deep conversations. And so if I was to be with someone who was very surface level, that just wouldn't work for me. And um, some people that I know, like they don't have to have such deep conversations for them to feel that emotional connection. Um, But for me, that's quite the opposite. So really just seeing, you know, what do you need in order to feel that emotional connection? Um, And then, you know, repeated betrayals or unfaithfulness, I think that can severely damage the foundation of a relationship and rebuilding that trust is very difficult. I'm specifically talking about dating. If someone shows signs of that, get out while you still can because usually that is a pattern and they're going to consistently do that even into marriage. So I would really be careful about that. Um, And then loss of respect, you know, maybe you you aren't respecting your significant other or they aren't respecting you, whatever it may be. Maybe you're kind of looking down upon them. Maybe they're looking down upon you. That is never a healthy, um, you know, whether it's by criticism, belittling behavior, um, whatever that may be. And then just unequally yoked. So I used to think that unequally yoked meant just the simple plain out statement of this person's a believer, they, you know, live their life for God, and then this person doesn't believe in God. But unequally yoked is so much more in depth. Um, so it says in 2 Corinthians six fourteen, it talks, it advises against being unequally yoked, meaning that 
And you can have these different levels of someone who is really living their life for God and then someone who maybe says they are, but their actions show differently. And that would be an example of an unequally yoked relationship. And then, you know, maybe a reason to break up is that this relationship just doesn't align with your the way you're growing. Maybe this person isn't affecting you negatively, but they're not affecting they're not um affecting you in a positive way either. So it's just kind of you're sitting at the same point, you feel kind of just blah, you know? Um and of course, like with all of these prayer Pray about it. Use discernment. Journal what you're feeling. Don't make these decisions on a whim. But if something feels off, something feels wrong, look into that. Like look into that and trust what the Holy Spirit may be telling you. And like I said, through developing a relationship with God, through praying to him, calling out, even if you don't know what to pray, just pray that he will reveal to you if this person is meant to be in your life or not. Like, Lord, take him away if he is not meant to be here. Like, please take him away, you know, Um, praying just a simple prayer like that and then going from there and, you know, just reading your Bible and actively um, just being with God, just listening to him, listening to what he has to say. And so things that I wanted to talk about what not to do after a breakup, because that's super important, what not to do is to cover it up. So I, after my first breakup, was pushed towards God because, frankly, I had nowhere else to go to. I had friends, but I really was just missing that sense of, like, intimacy, um, emotional intimacy. So I started growing with my relationship with God more than I already was. And there was something preventing me, however, from fully devoting myself to God. And those were distractions. So most times when I felt sad, I would cover that up by excessively spending time with friends, going on my phone, watching TV, you know, whatever it may be. Um, And I also had the distraction of my ex at that first breakup because we did not do no contact and that was a a huge mistake because it took way longer to heal if you are going through a breakup now or in the future if you do do not follow them on social media mute them if you're you know don't want to unfollow them yet but don't go stalking on their page don't go looking to see what they're up to I know it may be tempting but it's going to hurt you way more in the long run um Whenever I was sad or feeling upset, I would reach out to my ex just to see, oh, how are you doing? And that was not healthy, a huge mistake because it wouldn't allow me to fully rely on God. I was still having that kind of tie between, um, you know, my ex and it just was not healthy. So I think no matter how the breakup ends, even if it's on good terms, there has to be a period of no contact to fully heal. And even if you think, you know, this is the one I'm supposed to marry. Why did we break up? Even if you think that, take time of no contact. See, maybe some things are clouding your vision um, and it's going to really help you see clearer. I'm speaking from experience here. I know no contact is so difficult, especially if you ended on good terms. You're like, well, why wouldn't I talk to them? Um, But you just got to you got to do that for at least a period of time. So for a few months, we went back and forth with no contact and we never got back together because I knew God was telling me 
no, do not get back together. But I was still not, not fully devoting myself to God. I would read my Bible, I would pray, but there was things in the way that were preventing me from fully feeling the presence of God. I still didn't feel it. And um, this is actually really quite a funny story, but one of the times that I did um, meet up with my ex after the breakup, we were talking on the beach and all of a sudden I feel a wet splosh fall on my, on my shoulder. I look over and lo and behold, a bird pooped on me. Guys, I kid you not, a bird pooped on me, pooped on me, right? Literally, maybe like a few minutes in to seeing him, a bird pooped on me. I took that as a sign from God. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get the heck out of here. I got to get the heck out of here. Did I get the heck out of there? I might've waited a little bit. I might've cleaned the bird poop off, took a little time, but I got out of there. So that was just, <laughs> God is so funny, right? God, he, he really is funny. He's like, did I not tell you? Did I not tell you? Do not go back to him. Did I not tell you? So I'm going to send a bird to remind you to get the heck out of there. Anyway, so that was just, um, a comical, God really is funny. And I think he gives us, like, we're made in the image of God. So if we have a sense of humor, why don't we think he has a sense of humor? But anyway, so things not to do, you know, do not have contact. Um, do not move on to another guy. And I'm talking specifically to the girls here, but like, if you're a guy, listen to this as well. Don't move on to another girl. Like take time to be alone, especially if you keep jumping from relationship to relationship, take time to be alone, but don't look back and regret as well. You know, what's done is done. Learn and move on. Um, maybe there's feelings of shame, um, especially if there were some physical boundaries that were crossed. And I'll talk more about that later, but you can ask God for forgiveness regardless of what you've done. He will clean your slate, wipe the record of your sins away. You know, Jesus died for our sins. So there is no reason to feel guilty and to feel shame. You can feel, you know, sad maybe when you think about those things, but you shouldn't feel guilty for that. Um, you can repent, turn away from the sin, come back to God and remember that he can make all things new. Um, and then another one, do not suppress emotions with distractions distractions that I mentioned earlier, like going on your phone, going to the gym constantly for hours on end. Um, another thing that I did quite often is I reminisced on the good times and I just sat there, but I didn't think about all the times that weren't so great. When you are reminiscing on the good times that you maybe had with this person, when you think about them, thank God for them. Be like, thank you God for these good times, but remind yourself of the times that weren't so great and you know why this ended for a reason maybe you don't even see the reason now but remind yourself that god has a plan and he re will reveal that to you okay so now going into my second breakup to see how things you know should have been done so at the end of october just to kind of refresh um i went through my breakup and i kind of talked about that on my podcast a little bit uh this breakup was also mutual the day before it happened, I kind of had a feeling. I I kind of had a feeling. I actually went to my therapist that day and was like, I feel like we're going to break up. I don't really know. And uh, I was not 100% sure though. And then when it happened and he told me that he didn't feel peace moving forward, um, that hurt. That hurt a lot. 
But the reason why we both, you know, agreed we need to break up is because there wasn't healing that we had. There was still healing that we needed to do individually. And um, we were at the point where some things that we hadn't worked on prior to getting in the relationship were kind of causing some issues inside the relationship and not major red flags, just like some communication things. And um, we knew that we needed to work on these things individually with God because we just couldn't do it together. It just wasn't, we were relying too much on each other. We needed to fully give ourselves to God and um, just let him heal us. And we also needed to become more aware of the parts that needed healing because we were kind of blinded by that when we were like in this relationship. Um, but anyway, back to when things ended, you know, I literally just, my mind went blank when he told me that I had no words. I stared at the wall for hours and I was just in so much pain. And I kept thinking, you know, God, why would you take this good man away from me? Like, sure. I felt some, you know, lack of peace throughout this, but I, I don't get it because we would read the Bible together. We would pray. We would have a relationship centered on God. Like, you know, God, after all, we, we, grew in our relationship and met as friends by, you know, doing this Bible study together. And, um, you know, we, we grew our friendship by doing this Bible study for you. Like our whole relationship has been centered on you. And so I was kind of like angry at first. I was just a little bit like, why God, why? Um, and I think that's a reaction that we can get a lot of times just being so confused. Why would God take this good thing away from me? Um, but after kind of wrestling with God on this and having a very long night of tears and just shock, I knew there was no way I would be able to get through this unless it was with God, unless I completely devoted myself to God. And the first thing we did was no contact, as I mentioned. Um, I also had such a heart change where as in the first breakup that I went through, I wanted to cover up my pain. In this one, the pain was so hard. Like I've never felt pain like this. <laughs> um, it might sound dramatic to say, but like I, it literally physically felt like my heart was broken. Like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was the most difficult thing I think I've ever gone through. Um, but yeah, I didn't, want to watch TV. I didn't want to do any of that. I wanted to spend time with godly friends who would remind me of the word of God. I wanted to read the Bible. I wanted to do all of that. Um, I didn't want to distract myself from this pain. Uh, so another thing that I did was I didn't talk to any guys, even when opportunities presented themselves. So I know it can be kind of easy to have a rebound. And I mentioned that early on, um, but really just set those boundaries for yourself. You know, if someone, a guy comes up to you or girl, if you're a guy watching this, um, you know, tell them like, I'm, I'm still healing from a breakup. So, you know, I maybe down the line, like I, I just can't even be friends right now with you. Um, and just like kind of telling them that and then in a nice way. And so another thing I did was I allowed myself to feel feelings. What I mean by this is I would just sit and cry. I would play my piano and cry. And something that I wanted to kind of differentiate is in the world, you know, our worldly setting, feeling your feelings could look like playing really sad breakup music and just crying. 
But when I say feel your feelings, I mean also bringing them to God. So when I was singing my worship songs and I was crying, I was thinking about God the whole time. I was thinking about the things that he's promised me and how he's never let me down before in my life and how everything that looked bad, that appeared bad in my life actually turned out good. It actually was used for good because God used it. And so I would just remind myself of that. And then I also, I spent time with friends because this is another thing. You don't want to isolate yourself when you're going through a breakup. So I spent time with friends. I actually stayed at one of my very close friends' house for a, a week, actually. And I really spent time with um, her and her husband. It was just really nice to have that community. But when I felt myself getting too distracted and trying to like cover up my feelings, I would immediately know that I needed to be in the silence. So I would leave that busy setting. I would, you know, make sure I had that time of silence to feel the feelings and make sure I wasn't covering it up. So that's something that, you know, you want to be in community. Maybe you don't even have really close friends right now. And if you don't just, you know, that is okay. But if you do have um, good friends, make sure that you aren't using them to cover up the pain as well. Um, yeah, that's just something that I think is helpful to have that balance. And then also something I didn't do was I didn't distract myself with the gym. I received a question a little while ago that asked, um, you know, can working out help with a heartbreak? And I think that, you know, many things that are taking your attention off of the heartbreak can help. Um, you know, working more can help drawing and painting and singing like all of that can help a breakup but working out and going to the gym whenever you're feeling sad you know just lifting for hours way more time than you need to be there um, lifting way too heavy of a weight because you're just trying to get that sadness out I think that is a problem and so I knew that I actually needed some time off of the gym. I needed to fully spend my mornings with God when I was going through this breakup. So for about like a week and a half, two weeks, like I didn't go to the gym. And even after that, I really eased back into it. I made sure that I was fully spending my time with God. And something really good that came out of this second breakup I went through is that before I was always very inconsistent with spending time with God, like I would probably you know, read the Bible a, a few times a week, um, sometimes every day, but it would be very on and off and it wouldn't always be very intentional. I would kind of read passively. But when I went through this breakup, it started this habit of every single day when I wake up, no matter what I have going on, I get the Bible, I open it, I read, I pray, I journal. And it created this habit without even me having to say, okay, at this time, we're going to do this. I was just in so much pain that it's all I could do. All I could do was sit on my knees and or sit on my knees, all I could do is kneel down and just pray and just ask God, please give me peace. Please give me strength. That's all I could do. And um, so a scripture that I kept reminding myself of is Psalm 34, 18. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. So that's Psalm 34, 18 through 19. Um, I just remember reading this and really feeling the Lord was so close to me. Yes, my heart was broken, but I felt so close to him. And maybe you're going through a breakup right now and you don't feel that God is close to you. Make sure that you are fully devoting yourself to him. When I was going through this breakup, I was reading my Bible every single moment I had 
when I woke up, when I was on my lunch break at work, when I got home, I was trying to listen to podcasts that, you know, infiltrated my mind with God's word and reminders that I needed to hear. And I've still kept these habits in place now, which is such a blessing. Um, and I'm, I'm really thankful that this was kind of like this big shift that happened in my life that pushed me towards God and has helped me to stay there, even though I'm not in that season of pain anymore. Um, and so another thing I wanted to talk about some like practical things to do when you're going through a breakup, I journaled every single day. So whatever you're feeling, just write it down. I liked writing poems. Um, I would write poems about how I'm feeling. You know, how am I feeling today? Oh, this reminded me of him. You know, I'm feeling really upset. So journaling, you know, whatever you're feeling, just write it down. Um, and also talking to a counselor. This can be so beneficial. I know this may not be accessible to everyone, but if you have someone that you can confide in that is a little bit older than you, a little bit wiser than you, of course, friends are great, but sometimes people who just have more experience or have experienced what you're going through. I talked to a counselor going through my second breakup and it just really helped to see things clearly. It didn't take the pain away by no means, but I'm glad it didn't take the pain away because that pain pushed me towards God. And another thing I did was I read the story of Job and I wanted to kind of talk about this. The story of Job is about this man who is blessed by God. He has, um, you know, his family is thriving and the farm is thriving and he's just blessed by God. And he rejoices in that and he thanks God and he is loyal to God. But then Satan comes over, the devil, and he asks God, because Satan does not have power by himself, um, but he asks God, hey God, you know, your, your little, your guy Job over here, he is only faithful to you because you give him these things. And so Satan asks, can I test him? Can I take away his things and see, let's see then if he's still faithful to you. And so God is like, yeah, sure. Just don't harm Job. Like, don't kill him, right? And so, and so the devil takes away his things and Job loses his children. He loses his health. He loses his, you know, friends and all these things in his life. His friends turn kind of against him a little bit and are kind of accusing him of sinning. And um, Job is just like, why? Why do I deserve this? He doesn't get it. And so at first he's complaining. He's kind of like, why God? Like, why would you do this? And so that's how we can be with our breakups. We're asking God, like, you know, I don't get this. I'm in so much pain and I'm just hurting. Um, but then at the end of the story, God comes to Job and he's like, hey, Job, did you make the earth? Were you here when it was first created? Like, do you know how everything in this world works? You can't see the things that are going on. You can't see the things that I am doing. So why don't you just trust me? Like, why don't you just trust me? Why are you like, I get that you're sick. I get that you're struggling. I understand that, but you don't understand my plan. And so anyway, the end of the story Job repents and he's like, you know what, God, like you do have a plan. I'm going to trust in you. Who am I to doubt you? And Job back what he had, um, but two times more than that. And um, Job even, he repented and, and prayed for his friends who were actually against him. Um, but anyway, so I remember reading that. And what I did after reading that chapter is I wrote all the things down that I resonated with. Um, oh my gosh, I actually think I have it right here. 
me see if I have it. Okay. So here's my journal. I actually filled this like entire journal in like, I think it was like three months. Um, it was crazy. But let me see. I wrote like all the things, all the things that I resonated with in Job. So I wrote things like, um, who then can comprehend the thunder of his power? Um, I do not see him in the north or the south, but he knows where I'm going. When I am testing, I will be made stronger in him as pure as gold. That's Job 24, 9. I have stayed on God's path. I will continue. I have treasured his words more than daily food. Um, and then Job also says, uh, he has humbled me. At night, my bones are filled with pain. My heart is troubled and restless. Days of suffering torment me. But I cannot understand your great power. I do not know about it, dear Lord. Please reveal it to me, dear Lord. Please reveal your will when the time is right for me to know. And I kind of summarized this a little bit, but this was in chapter 30. And so this is what I was kind of journaling when I was reading through the Bible. I was going to times in the Bible where different people were experiencing great pain. And I looked what they were saying to God and I kind of, you know, put that in my own words and I, I resonated with it. So it was just so powerful, just so amazing to hear that. So anyway, with this being said, um, I just felt so much peace in this breakup. Yeah, there were extremely hard days, but I just felt the Lord was with me. I felt the Lord saying, just let him go. Let this relationship go and I will bless you, but you have to fully let go. You have to open your hands because I have something for you. And if your hands are full, I can't give it to you. And so that's what I felt the Lord saying. And I think with any breakup, we just have to learn to let go of that and let God. Um, and I always kept reminding myself as well, what's meant to be will come back to me. Like the Lord will bring it back if it is meant to be. Because I, while I knew this breakup had to happen, a part of me was like, but are you sure God? And he just reminded me, if it's meant to be, like I will bring it back to you. But just trust me, you have to trust. You're not going to know you know, the next 10 years of your life, but that's where faith comes in. He's not going to, you know, he didn't promise that we would be pain-free. He said to rejoice in your suffering. It says Romans 5, 3 through 5, to rejoice in your suffering. We know suffering produces character. Um, and it says in 1 Peter 4, 12, dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. So, Sometimes when you do obey God, there are going to be trials that your your faith is going to be tested. But as it is through this testing that something amazing is produced, that this greater love I have for God, this greater love that I have for people, um, I'm not perfect. I still make mistakes. I still can, you know, get annoyed at someone or, you know, maybe complain um, and have little things like that. But the joy that I have after going through this breakup and relying more on God um, is truly like no other. And um, it is a privilege, it says, to suffer in Christ. If we are suffering, you know, because of our own consequences, that's not great. But if we're suffering because we're choosing to do the right thing, even when it's hard, we will be rewarded, whether it's on this earth or um, not on this earth. But 
I want to talk about specifically what a godly relationship looks like in next week's episode and how to have that, how to let God lead your relationship. Um, But I think we're just about done now because I am so sweaty right now. I'm getting quite hot, so I think it's time to wrap this up. But besides that, I really do hope that whether you're going through a breakup now, whether this is advice for, you know, the future, or you just want to listen to how I get through things, I hope that this was able to provide some encouragement to you, some benefit. Um, And yeah, besides that, I really do hope you have a wonderful day and wonderful week. Um, Subscribe if you want to hear more. Follow the podcast. Leave a review if you did enjoy it. And um, comment if you've gone through a breakup recently or if you um can relate with some of the things i shared so anyway have a wonderful day thank you so much for listening i will talk to you next time